You're listening to For the Fighter in You. Another great show in store for us today. A woman who is billed as the world's best MMA fan. And when you hear all about her, you're going to see why she was given that title. Uh, we are absolutely thrilled to be speaking today with Debbie Gamble. How you doing, Debbie? Hey, good. How you doing? Thank you for having me. Absolutely. You're such a fabulous person. And, you know, I've been seeing you at all the shows over the years. And I kept saying, who is this woman who everybody is flocking around? You always have a ton of people around you and taking pictures and everything. And I finally asked a couple of people and they're like, this is the number one MMA fan in the world. And once we start to get to know you, everyone at home will see why. It's it's so cool to, to hear just how much you have given to the sport of MMA and uh, how much the sport of MMA gives back to you. What was it, I guess, about the sport that you so fell in love with? Oh, man, I, I would say the people, not just the sport. <laughs> of course, it's fun watching, you know, everybody fall over, you know, if there's a knockout or whatever, you know. But <laughs> they look like feathers falling <laughs> some of them <laughs> but um no i think it's the people like yourself you know no, thank you. you yeah yeah all the people man they're like family to me i i really i really love the people and what what they do and all the dedication they put into the sport well you certainly uh picked the right state uh to fall in love with mma uh so many shows in florida now um you know is we're one of the few states that's open for business. When you go to the Florida State Athletic Commission and you look at the schedule, uh, there's like three or four shows every weekend in every market. So there'll be three or four shows in, you know, Mm -hmm. Lauderdale, Miami, two shows in Tampa, one show in Orlando, one in Jack's. I mean, it's just crazy. You know, Tallahassee, the Panhandle. Uh, It's just tons of shows here in Florida over the last three or four months. Um, Do you, have a chance to get, you know, how many shows were you able to get to? I know COVID was a tough year. How many shows were you able to get to, you know, in 2020? 2020 was only, it was only like 10. Mm-hmm. Last, the year before, it was 31. Wow. <laughs> 31 yeah. shows. And that's Think including that. some of the weigh-ins. Yeah, no Because <laughs> I started doing that because I love the weigh-ins too. You know, get more time with everybody until they're running around at the show, you know, and you don't have time to, they don't have time to breathe. (laughs) You know, they're running around. There's so many promotions and, you know, there's so many great promoters. I'm going to put you on the spot. Do you have a favorite show? No, I mean, I do. I I love, I love XFN. I love them all. This, my room proves it. My room proves that I love everybody. I have all the promotions. I even have um, uh, the fighting news on my door. Wow. I put the fighting news on my door. He, he gives me all kinds of stuff. He gave me a hat. He gave me, he gave me a mask, the, uh, XFN, and then his name on the side there. <laughs> so, yeah, I, um, I have a lot of, uh, I, 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 ha- I love them all. I can't, I, you can't put me on the spot. I love them all. <laughs> it's like asking you to choose between your babies. We're not going to do any Sophie's choice to you here today. Yeah. 
right? <laughs> Your room does say it all. In 2018, um, you got an award for Fan mm -hmm. of the Year. Yes, uh, did. Yeah, that was wild and amazing, yes. and it's a great night. I know you really appreciated it. Tell us all about that night. That was at the MMA Awards, right? Oh, yeah. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Uh, I, I mean, I wasn't, I mean, I had somewhat of an idea, but not. And then once they called my name up there, Christopher called my name. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I was like shaking the whole way up with my walker. <laughs> I thought maybe I might fall, but I didn't. I held it was tight. really great. Um, <laughs> To see everybody on the stage, you know, there were five or six different promoters on the stage and all those oh, yeah. teams. There were referees, there were doctors, there There's were the picture right fight here. schools. Oh, yeah, let's check it out. I have the picture right here. I wish I could zoom in. It was a special <laughs> night. Yeah. A special this night. Picture, yeah, I know you can't see it that well, but, yeah, the promoters, everybody's back there. Even some of the fighters. Some of the fighters were there, too. Yeah, that was, I mean, all I can yell out. Because I was so nervous and shaking inside, I was too excited to talk, was I love you all. <laughs> that was it. I remember well, exactly what I said. Through the magic of editing, I'm going to show close-ups of some of these cool pictures okay, on your right. now Good. infamous wall of fame. Uh, <laughs> so you can tell us all about the walls, talk about some of the pictures, and we'll be looking at it as you're telling us about it. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. Now, some of these people were people who I really didn't know their names. I just asked them, oh, can I get your picture? Can I get a picture with you? <laughs> so so bear with me. Um, of course, there's Jessica Borga. Oops, sorry. The Black there's Widow. Jessica Borga and me, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. that, that was when I won the award. She was there, her and her boyfriend. And here's, here's um, Donnie Bush fighting over here. And then, of course, the nice photographer, Kevin. Kevin takes nice pictures. <laughs> and here's Philip. He, his, his promotion's not um, there anymore. The best of the best. Do you remember them? Right, right. Yeah. Here's Philip. That, that was one of his. I traveled all over for his. He went way down there. I don't even remember the city. <laughs> and then, um, well, let's see. Of course, there's the awards like we were talking about. And um, there's Frank, Frank that does the awards. You can't really see that one though. But um, yeah, this 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 wall is probably glaring and stuff because I have tape over it because my pictures get messed up through the time. You know, I mean they've been on my wall for years and years. So it's the and Debbie course, Gamble uh, lamination technique. I see. There. Yeah. Right. Yeah. See this guy here. <laughs> yeah. This guy here. Okay. I don't know his name. He came up to me and asked me if I was the number one, number one MMA fan, and he wanted a picture with me, and there I did it for him. <laughs> Isn't it funny how it turns around now? Like, I noticed that at the shows, everybody's gathering around you like moths to a flame, and everybody mm -hmm. wants to get their picture with you. So what started off, you getting your picture with all the famous fighters and, you know, famous fight schools and referees me? and doctors. Now they're all coming to you and saying, I want to take a yeah. picture with you. I know they got, I got them trained. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I know um, in the beginning, I didn't get anybody um, famous sitting by me, but, but after a while, Charles Rosa came and sat and chilled out with me for a little bit, <laughs> you know, and then, and then a lot of other ones too. Uh, Alex, 
Alex did. And um, I, I got some pictures up there with um, with uh, Hannah, Hannah Goldie. Oh, I got some yeah. pictures up here. Yeah, Hannah Goldie. Yeah, I met them. I met them at combat night. Um, oh, boy, I don't remember what year it was. <laughs> but uh, it was at uh, Sway Nightclub. That Alex was fighting. And I went there. And I even met um, Michael, Mike, should I say Mike Perry? Mike Perry. You see, I moved everything. This was so much different before I moved everything in here. I'm thinking Mike was back here, but he's not. <laughs> and then, and then um, uh, Dana White is back is um, over here too with me. I made wow. sure I got Dana White too on the wall. So. One of the other things you're doing that's fantastic is social media. So you're reposting everybody's media, uh, and you know that really helps the promoters get the word out when they're oh, yeah. doing a show. Uh, yeah. So I know they're very grateful to you. You've really become, you know, very important in the fight game in the state of Florida. You know, very instrumental and critical right. to a promotion success, getting the word out. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I, I repost and repost. <laughs> I'm doing that every time I see any of the promoters. Um, post something or the um, matchmakers or anybody, I re repost them. And whoever has a fight coming up, oh, yeah, I blow up social media. <laughs> and do you get in conversations with the other fans and sort of um, you guys keep each other posted on what events are coming up? How do you stay in the know about when and where the next event is? Facebook. Okay. <laughs> Facebook or like fighters fighters will message me and say oh got a fight coming up you know let me know when it is and all that stuff oh yeah i i keep in touch with a lot of fighters yeah a lot of fighters so i see what's going on so i can get them out there you know oh, that's great that's yeah. great i'm glad there's you're helping with that engagement that's so important now for not only a promotion's success and a promoter's success but it's important for the fighters success too they now it's it's part of their duty it's not just becoming an amazing fighter inside the cage but they have to really maintain a social platform oh, and maintain yeah. engagement a lot of promoters are now asking fighters what their social media numbers look like before they'll put them on a card because oh, they realize yeah. you know some fighters have 10,000 followers they're going to put a couple hundred people in the seats and that's going to help oh, a yeah. promoter so is is that you ever have those types of conversations with promoters now that they're starting to take notice of you? No, I haven't. I haven't. Uh -uh. None, none of that. But they know what I'm doing. They see my stuff all the time. Mitchell likes it. Daniel likes it. Daniel Donaldson, Daniel Kay, both of the Daniels, and um, a lot of them. And even um, Titan with Lex. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I don't think they need to ask me. <laughs> No, you're going to do it either I, way. Uh, either way, I'm going to do it, and they know it. They know it. So Now, with your okay. passion. Go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. No, it's all with right. With your passion for the sport, did you ever get the notion to maybe get inside the cage? Oh, no, no, no. No, <laughs> no, no. I, was, I, was, I like to get inside the cage for pitchers. Yeah. For pitchers and stuff like that. I've, I'm always trying to get in the cage, like with um, Israel. Israel when he's putting them up because I always go early you know I'm always the first fan there 
at every one of them. <laughs> so Israel, you know, he brought me to a before, during, and after. I came before, actually. He didn't bring me, but I came. And it was early. Well, they were still setting up the cage. During and after, I got home about 3, 3.30 in the morning. So it was awesome. I love doing that, you know. I love hanging out and seeing what they do. You know, he does a lot. It's hard. It's hard work for him and his and his um, team that he has doing, you know, taking oh, yeah. it down, putting it up and, you know, and then all hours of the night sometimes, depending on what time the, you know, the fights end. So. Yeah, promoters are the unsung heroes. People have no idea what they go through. You know, it's really two months of nonstop work and stress and financial risk. And even the night of the fight, you think, hey, it's a great job because they get to be in the sport of their passion. But even the night of the fight, they're so worried about how the fights are going to come off. Will the fighters get out on time? Will there be any medical issues? Will there be any security issues? What about the gate? You know, am I going to make any oh, money? Yeah. Am I going to make any money in the pay-per-view? Uh, I hope no one gets hurt. There's just a million things on the promoter's mind the night of the fight. And they're so stressed out. And, you know, they always, they're always the first ones to be complained about. But they're the ones who are taking all the risk to do the show. Oh yeah, I want to go. I want to go around with a promoter. That's one of my my dreams. And walk out with a fighter. Yeah, there's a lot of things going on in my head. <laughs> yep. Well, speaking of um, walking out, it was not too long ago that you would not have been able to do that. Um, in 2002, oh, you had a bad yeah. car accident. Um, the steering wheel pinned you inside the car. Oh, yeah. And I'll take a shot at this. This is the result of this nasty car accident. You had chronic inflammatory demyelinating polyneuropathy. Yeah. Um, a fancy way of saying your nerves were messed up in your neck yeah. and your back. They're dead. They're yeah. gone. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about the accident and, you know, what it did to your body. Well, it, it really messed my body up. I've had 20 surgeries, but that's including my three kids. So that's, you know, way before. But no, the car accident was um, awful. Uh, the guy was um, coming out, didn't yield or anything, and, and it was a T-bone. He pushed me into this big wall, cement wall. My husband was in the car too at the time. Um, and uh, I, yeah, I already had back problems, lower lumbar problems, five, I mean, four and five is messed up. I've had two surgeries and it's still messed up. And I had net, well, I had my seatbelt on, so it messed up my neck. So before the accident, I already had, I already was messed up. You know, my back was messed up. So now it just made it more and had another surgery on my lower back. And now I had to have neck surgery, which I had to have two neck surgeries. So it was, yeah, it, it messed me up quite a bit. It was a really bad accident, so. So for a long time, I would see you kind of year after year after year at the shows in a motorized wheelchair, and it looked like you could barely even make that thing go. But now recently, I've seen you at shows walking around. So clearly, you were able to get out of the motorized wheelchair. Tell us all about that. Tell us what that took and maybe your mindset that you had to achieve and reach in order to have the, the inner strength to get out of that motorized wheelchair? Well, well, 
At first, of course, it was hard, you know, because, you know, there's, there was pain. I, I couldn't even put shoes on. There was pain in my legs, and then it would go up my legs and up, you know, up into my lower back or down my neck and into my, you know, into my arms and hands. But no, it was, it was tough getting out of that, um, getting out of that chair. I went, I just, I watched this podcast and that's what motivated me more and more the tools that they gave me. They, they, they gave me, um, I will, I mean, excuse me, I can, I will, and I must. And I, I've been living like that in beast mode ever since um, October 1st. <laughs> but my mindset for all this, it was, it was tough because I, I it, it was very painful, but I'm, I'm tough. I don't know. My kids tell me I'm tough all the time. They told me I was going to live till 200. So, you know, we'll see. <laughs> but um, they, yeah, I am. I do have a tough, you know, I put my mind to it. I, I get things, I get things done. It was hard at the time. Of course, I couldn't move, you know, and every time I got up, you know, my, my legs would hurt and or I'd fall or I, I fe fell a lot. <laughs> I fell a lot of times through the years, you know, before, but we got them strong enough to keep on going and got rid of the cane and kept on trucking. <laughs> so. Well, you know, the name of the podcast is for the fighter in you. And I am a firm believer that we all have a fighter inside us. Um, sometimes we forget that. Sometimes the fighters kind of locked away or just kind of on a stranded island somewhere, but we all have mm -hmm. that fighter inside us. Clearly you had to access some mm -hmm. the fighter inside you to, to get out of that motorized wheelchair and what a lot of people don't know is that, you know, the, the doctors are kind of quick to put you in a wheelchair and give you the drugs. When in reality, we need to be encouraged to get out of the wheelchair and not to do drugs. And, but it takes that spirit and you, it's almost like you have to get like a beachhead. You need to get some, some momentum. And I'm so glad you're listening to podcasts because that's, oh, yeah. that's a huge thing for me as well, Debbie, where you listen to motivational, informational, scientific podcasts that give you little hacks, little biohacks that help us get better mentally, spiritually, physically, emotionally, financially. There's all these great masters out there. And um, I love that you found yeah. – what, what's the name of the podcast that you found that, that helped give you the vocabulary, mm -hmm. the inner vocabulary to start rewiring oh. your brain – to start becoming um, stronger and stronger to the point where you could actually get out of that motorized wheelchair. What's the name of the podcast? Yes, it's called um, Change. Yeah, it's called Mega Change Father and Son Podcast. Can mm -hmm. you hear me? Yeah, you're slowing down. I'm not sure why. Oh, there you go. You're Can you back. hear me now? Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I don't know why either. Am I all right? Okay, no. sorry about that. Um, yeah. That's technology, right? Yeah, <laughs> not a problem. Yeah, okay. Um, no, it's called Make a Change Father-Son Podcast. Um, Jeremy Davis and his father, Russell, they're amazing. Um, they're, I, I listen to them all the time. I mean, I've sort of lingered off because of you know, my grandson <laughs> you're running around for kids you know but um but no yeah all the tools that they've given me 
it helped me. It for me. I've changed. I even changed my patience. <laughs> you know, I, I've gotten more patience. You know, I mean, sometimes okay, it gets a little out of hand, but you know, I I think I've I've calmed down more. I've calm you know calmed myself down more, and um, I don't know. I'm proud of myself getting out of that chair. Sold the chair and told myself I'm never going back and I keep on moving my legs as much as possible. Now I can't sit down. <laughs> I've been in that wheelchair for so long, I can't sit. I want Good to get up, you. get up and go. You, know? you told me earlier you had a mantra that those guys gave you that you kept saying over and over and over to, your, uh, to yourself in order to get the power to, to get moving again and get out of that chair. What was the mantra? I can, I will, I must. <laughs> and a beast mode. <laughs> beast mode. Yeah. I like it. I Can like you hear it. Me okay again? Yeah, I got you. Yeah, You're still coming mode. in. Yeah. Beast, beast mode. mode. Yeah. What did you Okay. Did you get any um motivation, inspiration from fighters sort of looking at how brave they are to get in the cage and, and all of the hard work that they have to put in in order to be in shape? to go into that cage and fight for 15 minutes or fight for 25 minutes? Were you sort of um, inspired oh, yeah. and motivated by fighters? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. A lot of them. A lot of them. Especially the ones, you know, that will get hurt, get back, and then, you know, get back to better, you know, or injuries, you know, while they're training and stuff. Oh, yeah, definitely. They definitely um, inspire me. All of them. All of them. Yeah. So this is a good opportunity to, because for anyone who hadn't seen you, you were pretty done. I mean, you were, it was like, it looked like it was effort for you just to use the motorized wheelchair. And now you're up, you're getting, you're going out to fights, you're walking around saying hi to everyone, you're exercising. What would you say to someone who's at home who might be um, watching this or listening to this and they're having trouble with their motivation, they're having trouble with their health. Um, and they really feel alone and they really feel isolated and that they're the only ones going through these problems. Would you have any kind of message or inspiration for someone who might be in that similar situation? Hmm. Well, yeah, of course. I, I would say never give up. I mean, I did. I did. I, I did give up. I was sitting in that chair thinking I was never going to, you know, my doc, the doctors put in my head that I would never, you know, my legs would get weaker and weaker and not be able to walk again. But I, um, no, you got to, you got to keep on going, get up, listen to motivational speakers like I did. They're out there. There, there's tons of them out there um, to get you going, get up and walk, whether you want to or not, <laughs> you know, just get up and go. I don't know. Just keep on going. Like I said, I can, I will, I must put it in your head. Was there a distinct moment for you, Debbie, like a cathartic moment where you were in the chair and something happened and you just said enough is enough and you just had that thought of, I'm not going to be helpless anymore. I'm going to do this for myself. Yes, yes. Actually, I wasn't even in the chair. I was at my daughter's up in North Carolina and I had my cane. And that's when I said to myself, I need to get rid of everything. I'm not going back home and I'm getting, not getting in that chair. And I didn't. I put it in my mind, you know, that I wasn't going to go back in that chair. You know, I might have had to use it a couple times, you know, because you can't go to the store, walk, you know, 
you have to, you know, I had to take step by step. It was like, you know, learning how to walk all over again, you know, without and deal with the pain, you know. So I had to use it sometimes, you know, to go to the store and stuff. But after I got rid of it, I said, okay, I'm going to take the cane and I'm going to walk over there and walk further and further each time, further and further. And once I got rid of that cane, I was, I know I was, now I walk, wow, <laughs> like three, four thousand, four thousand or more steps a day. Every day I go and walk, you know, and sometimes even more. One time I hit 10,000 steps, you know, in one day. So that's a lot for me, but yeah, you can't give up. You got to. You got to keep on going. It's, it's, I mean, I should have said that a long time ago because I was in that chair for quite a long time, but I did have a lot of surgeries and a lot of damage to my body. And now I'm getting, I'm waking it up and saying, Hey, forget it. <laughs> you know, don't, <laughs> don't, you're not bothering me no more. I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep on going. So that's awesome. Yeah. So what does the, the future look like for you? We know you've been into MMA for over 20 years now. Have you set any goals, um, not only, um, you know, for your own uh, personal attainment in 2021, but set any goals in the MMA space? Um, yeah, no, I have a problem. <laughs> sorry. No, sorry about that. No, my, my, uh, my iPad, I mean, my uh, tablet's going to go off. I had to unplug it for the lights. <laughs> Oh, your battery? I'm plugging for the lights. Look, technical difficulties. That's okay. It's, it's a part of podcasting. Yeah, well, I don't have all the stuff, so I'm going to be a little darker now. But you can still see me. Okay. Oh, yeah, fine. All right, let's go back to that question now. You re, Can you refresh me and make yeah, sure? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. answer right. <laughs> yeah, you. so basically, we know you've already been into the MMA space for 20 years mm -hmm. now, supporting mm -hmm. all the promoters in the Southeast. We know you've had sort of a 17 year journey since you unfortunately lost your husband and oh, since yeah. you've been, you know, in the chair and now you're out about, you become like a mini celebrity with everyone coming <laughs> all around you and everyone knows who it's you fun. are now. You're it's just fun. having a blast. So I'm asking like in the future, I'm sure you set some goals for yourself because you know how to set goals or you never would have gotten out of that chair. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the goals you have for 2021? Not just, you know, for going out and seeing MMA shows. I know you have those goals, but also, <laughs> yes, like, you know, work-wise and health-wise, what are some of your goals? Oh, yeah. Well, once I get my grandson through this, you know, COVID to go back to school and all that stuff, I was going to go out, and I want to go work at one of the, um, the MMA gyms, or I was going to try to. And, of course, I've got a crazy goal. I want a white pickup and I want to take it all over Florida and have all the fighters sign my truck. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. one of my wishes. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I, well, yeah, I cover I that want, event. Or have somebody drive it for me. Drive it for yeah. me because yeah. I, I don't know if I want to get it with my nerves the way they are. I might, I might be up and running and going, 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 but um, driving is a little scary. My daughter, my old daughter, she's a nurse. She says, I don't think you should drive anymore, mommy. <laughs> so I think I might listen to her. <laughs> yeah, especially so, if there's then, leg issues, right? Because of the gas pedal yeah, and the brakes. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm, yeah. Yeah. I don't want, I don't want my foot to go not 
feel, I can't feel my foot or, yeah, I don't, no, I don't, I'm not ready to go yet. <laughs> right. And then these crazy roads, you know all about them. You drive oh, yeah. more than I do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I haven't driven in, oh, I don't even know how long. My mom takes me places. <laughs> my mom still drives. Oh, good for her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I'll tell you, it's always nice visiting with you. And you are the personification of the reason I do this podcast for the fighter in you. You've shown everyone at home and anyone who knows you, you've shown how to find that fighter inside you and how to wake him or her up and have them start fighting for you. Um, and you've really done that. So I personally want to thank you for the example you've set, Debbie. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you and all you do and having me on this podcast. Thank you. Absolutely. Appreciate I hope that it, if it inspires even just one person, we've done our job. Uh, if people want to find out more about you and see yeah. your, your MMA wall of fame and, and see what you're all about, where should they go online? Oh, um, on Facebook. Um, I have, um, it is, it is actually shookangie at gmail.com. I did change my email, but um, it is still signed under S-H-O-O-K Angie at gmail.com. Gmail, right. excuse me, not mom. <laughs> Sorry about that. G-mom? Yeah, I was wondering if that yeah, was some new address or something that I didn't know about. <laughs> Sorry. For gmail.com, but not gmom. I'm too excited. Sorry. <laughs> oh, it's great. It's great. Well, thank you for being with us, Debbie. Uh, once again, you. you're such an inspiration. We know you've already got 20 years now in the MMA space. We look forward to seeing you for another 20. I'm here. Thanks, Debbie. Not going anywhere. Yay. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. See ya. And this was one of my first posters. All the, oh, yes, and um, Abby Velasquez gave me that sign. Combat night. I got a lot of combat nights on here. Yeah, they give me a lot of posters. And credentials. Yes, and Jessica Borg gave me that. And Jessica. And her banner on my wall, which I love it. It's awesome. All these big see look. Renegades, Daniel Donaldson and Mitchell Chamali. I'm saying that properly, hopefully. Kevin. Justin Sims. That was a Titan, yeah. And then we got, oh, XFN, when I won the award. They got a picture with me. This guy's kissing me. <laughs> There's Armando, Rise, Lex, Titan FC. I got so many people. Here's my door in the making. Still working on it.
loving memory of all these guys. 